0: i'm Catherine tomlinson and i started an eco-conscious pottery company called oxford clay so i don't just make pottery i make resources for other potters wanting to be more eco-friendly in their pottery practice and that's what this podcast is all about it's about sharing everything i've learned along my eco-conscious pottery journey with you and i'm so glad you're here with me let's go Welcome back to the Oxford Clay Pottery Podcast. I'm Catherine Tomlinson, and in today's episode, I'm really excited to share with you um, some tool swaps that we can do really easily in pottery that will that will improve the kind of eco consciousness of of our pottery practice. So pottery tools. Obviously, you don't need any tools to make pottery. You know, you can just like hand build stuff. Um, you know, and then fire it. But um, but um there are quite a lot of pottery tools that are used um that will that really kind of like help you know help a pottery practice and um it sort of got me thinking recently about you know what are the tools that I use where are they where are they coming from what are they made from and just really thinking about you know the, the choices I made in terms of like, you know, what I could use instead, basically. So I just wanted to talk to you really about three tools in particular that I have, um, uh, that I have like consciously used in my practice instead of other tools, um, because of the environmental impact, um, of those other tools. Okay, so let's get started. <laughs> so um so the first tool which is like a super essential tool in pottery is actually a sponge and um when i did pottery classes um we had this like uh, pottery evening classes we had this like big kind of um like box of sponges and they were there were so different there were loads of different types of sponges so many different types of sponges in there so there was a natural sponge which was like you know um a marine sponge uh there was a yes yeah, also called sometimes natural sponge there was there were plastic sponges in there that um that were just from the supermarket and then there were yeah and there were also these huge uh, plastic sponges which I think are used for maybe like cleaning cars or something <laughs> and they were like these absolutely massive ones um, and we would use them for like cleaning the tables and then we also have cellulose sponges as well so they're sponges that are made from plant fiber um and they, they can be found in like DIY sh- stores. Yeah, so we had quite a range of sponges there at like the, at the class. Um and when I started my own pottery practice, I was thinking about sponges because um traditionally um the marine sponge, a natural sponge, um is is used frequently by potters because it's very, very soft. So you know it's great to have a very soft sponge in pottery because it doesn't like drag on your work. It doesn't like leave you know marks on your work quite often you'll be using quite wet clay you know and maybe you're sponging wet clay and you you don't want a sponge which has got like a sort of i don't know how to describe it like almost like a grain to it because it's going to leave those marks like in your you know you need it really soft it's going to leave marks in your work if you're dragging across you know a sponge which is quite um you know it's, it's quite hard sort of thing so that's why lots of potters use marine sponges Um, But the thing is marine sponges are actually, they're actually classified as animals um, for various reasons Um, and um, yeah, one of those reasons is the way they reproduce and another reason I think is that they can move around as larvae when they're little. (laughs) So um, I think, yeah, there's a couple of things that that classify them as animals. but um yeah so the thing is when they're when they're harvested that is the animal being harvested basically um, from the sea so they're taken from the sea and then they're left to die basically out of the water and then when they're um when they're they've been rinsed away and then what you're using which is the sponge is actually the animal's skeleton so i mean i just thought i wonder if there are other sponges i could use instead because um I knew there were loads of other sort of options out there so I was sort of investigating and um yeah and a cellulose sponge kind of popped up as like the best option so cellulose sponges they're made from plant fibers wood fibers and um although like they aren't I would say they're not as soft as um marine sponges, as natural sponges, they are a really good alternative, like, um, yeah, especially they're very hard when you have them dry, but when you um, wet them, they do turn into like a very soft sponge. Um, And the really good thing about them is they biodegrade as well, unlike um, plastic sponges, which take much longer to biodegrade. So in landfill, I looked this up and apparently it takes at least 58 years for um, a plastic sponge to biodegrade in landfill cellulose sponges yeah they're very cheap and affordable and you can actually you can get them from a supermarket or you can get them like i said from like a hardware store um yeah so they're like so cellulose sponges are something that i i universally use just in my pottery practice now and i use a big one from the kind of hardware shop, which is like, you know, more for like decorating. I use that for like, you know, cleaning surfaces, um, cleaning tools, cleaning my hands. And then I use, um, I cut them up and do like a smaller one. Um, have a smaller one which I use actually for um, doing work on the wheel. So they're 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 definitely soft enough to be like you know doing that delicate work when you're making a pot. You know you're dipping the sponge inside. Um, you're cleaning the outside of the sponge. Cellulose sponges are absolutely fantastic for that. And um, yeah, I would highly recommend them. So yeah, so think about perhaps you know what sponge you're using. And um, could it be swapped, basically?, um, so the next thing I wanted to tell you about it are uh, um, that I've switched in my practice are um, paint brushes. So paint brushes are really important in potter, you know, to <laughs> to potters. So I actually use them um, <clears throat> for loads of different things. I use them for painting on slip, uh, <clears throat> if I'm joining two things together. I use them for, um, you know, painting on glaze. Um, I sometimes use a really big one for painting on, like a sort of background glaze, or I use a smaller one for painting on, you know, intricate color work um, with recycled metal oxides. So, you know, paintbrushes are they are super important in pottery. If you want to kind of paint any work, um, you know, in glaze work, then then you, you need you need a you need a you need a paintbrush. Um, so the, yeah, the main thing to say about paintbrushes is that when they're, um, lots of art paintbrushes are actually made from animal hair, um, and, um, I think that's because animal hair paintbrushes are considered, um, really kind of superior to synthetic brushes, so there's a brush called, like, the sable um sable brush and that is like considered like the best paintbrush in the world um but the thing with animal hair paintbrushes is that they often are made with animals in the fur industry you know that have been raised in captivity um for their fur basically and um there are so many alternatives you know available like synthetic brushes so um I use a combination actually of kind of you know maybe um for very fine work I use a a paintbrush an art paintbrush which is synthetic but I also use a combination of makeup brushes um for my work as well so there's a brush called a hake brush, actually, which is used in pottery, um, often for painting on uh, glaze. So it's a very wide, flat brush, and it's dipped in glaze, and then um, it's used like across a pot just to paint on glaze. And that's usually made from goat hairs. But um, I've actually found that you can get a similar effect by using makeup brushes. So I use um, like a big sort of bronzer brush or a blusher brush um and dip that in in glaze and that is a very similar effect to using a hake brush so it holds a lot of glaze it brushes it it's very soft brushes it across your work um yeah and so I think the really good thing about makeup brushes is that um you can tell that they're synthetic they'll often say it's quite a good sort of um they'll often say this is a synthet- synthetic brush or this is vegan friendly there's a very good sort of standard in the makeup industry of like saying whether a product is like vegan friendly or not. So they, yeah, they have more of a kind of, um, practice of that rather than in the art world when, um, you know, you might just have to like ask, is this a synthetic brush or not? Um, but yeah, an art supplier would, would know. And like quite often I've seen packets of brushes and they'll say, this is synthetic packets of art brushes. Um, yeah, so that's another thing to say, so that's another thing I've swapped. Um, yeah, they can actually be cheaper as well um, and they last longer as well. Um, ones that are paintbrushes that are made from synthetic fibres do tend to last better, le- last longer. Um, right, so okay, so they, those are the, the two of the tools that I made a sort of conscious decision to swap. And um, the other one, the other one actually is something that I saw in a book. Um, um, so it's. Um, I saw this technique in a book that using um, chamois leather. And so, what the what the person who'd written the book suggested is that you have damp chamois leather that you stretch over a board, um, and then you use um, use the flat. So you stretch it over this flat board, and then you use it to kind of twist your pot on top of um, the board, on top of the leather and that makes a very flat rim or a very flat base so this technique uh, yeah when I saw it I was like what an amazing technique because I think the flat base thing especially for me is um, something that um, can be really tricky so um, I tried this technique with a um, tea towel a cotton tea towel so I thought well, I don't really want I don't want to use chamois leather and I also don't have a big piece of chamois leather but um yeah and also I'm not I'm consciously not using sort of animal products in in my pottery practice so I decided let's try it with a you know just a normal cotton tea towel cloth so the the grain of the cloth is very tight because it, it's a like a nice like cotton tea towel um and so yeah the weave is very tight so it's not going to make like marks on on my pot as I'm doing it but I dip it in water I stretch it across a very flat board and then I twist the base of my pots on it and it's amazing it makes a really flat base so just to say some things that chamois leather are used for in pottery, you can just use like a tea towel instead. So if you've ever like seen this this technique done, I've never seen it done in person, but I, like I said, I read it in a book and I thought that's a great technique, but yeah, you can do it with like non-animal products instead. Um, and um, yeah, so another thing that potters use chamois leather for is they can often use a piece of chamois leather for the rim like smoothing the rim of a pot sort of as on the wheel as it's being made um and that's not something i've ever done actually um but i have seen other potters do it in my classes that i've been to evening classes so um just to say, this is something that you can actually just use your hand, That that's what I use, or a sponge, you can use a very, you know, like a cellulose sponge, like we were talking about, a very soft sponge, sometimes I use a sponge as well, but you can get, you know, that smooth rim um, effect with other things. I actually watched a YouTube video as well once, um, where someone was using a, a plastic bag, like just a piece of plastic bag, and they were smoothing the rim with that. So it doesn't have to be chamois leather is what I'm saying. It can be loads of different things and you can get a really smooth rim. (laughs) The person on YouTube using a plastic bag did get like a really, a really smooth rim. So um, yeah, (laughs) you can definitely switch out chamois leather for um, plastic bag, (laughs) cotton cloth, (laughs) Um, your hand sponge. So um, yeah, so yeah. So, okay, so those are the three main things I wanted to tell you about in terms of material swaps. Um, Yeah, I mean, like, um, it's obviously up to every potter, you know, what materials they're using and stuff, but I just wanted to give you some ideas, you know, like the things that I'd swapped and how easy they were to swap, especially, I think, especially for me, the paintbrushes and sponge and cloth, they're just all really easily available things, um, you know, you can just swap yourself extremely easily, um, yeah, so, oh, thank you so much for joining me on this episode, and I'm really looking forward to seeing you on the next one, and until then, happy potting! So if you enjoyed that and you're interested to learn more about eco-conscious pottery head over to the Oxford Clay website which is www.oxfordclay.co.uk. I can't wait to see you there.